You're here, and we're glad you're taking time to listen to real stories of the God who is with us, stories from real people experiencing a real God. And here to encourage and inspire you with their stories, as well as his own, is the real Alan Dial. Okay, hello everybody. This is Alan Dial coming to you from Studio Z about the Father's business. Real stories of the God who is with us. Uh, This is episode two of season one. Just kind of getting off the ground, honestly. Um, I'm slow. I'm trying to put one foot in front of the other as we go here. I'm I'm trying to feel my way to make this um, acceptable out there for you to listen to. So I'm, I'm trying to do the best I can with that. But I've been told by people that know a lot more about this thing than I do. And that is to be real. Uh, that is to be um, like I'm talking to you one-on-one, and that's where I want to be today. I'm talking to you one-on-one about what's going on. I had some people ask me uh, after the first episode, what did I mean by uh, Studio Z? Because this is where I'm coming to you from, Studio Z, behind the mic here. And honestly, the Studio Z came from my son. I, I'm actually doing these podcasts from the very location where my son started uh, many, many uh, years ago as a, as a child, as a kid, uh, making uh, Christian rap music, and he he called himself Crazy, and that's kind of how this got started. And he this is the very location from which he used to do those um, th- that music. He created some great music as a, as a young man and growing up in that, and He's still right now a, a, a minister of music, a, a, an executive pastor at a church, and he does, uh, he's still uh, greatly into music. But this is where it all started from, right here in little old Studio Z. And so that's, that's what I started to do. When I started to do this podcast, I wanted to say, he used to call me, um, he came, kind of gave me this little nickname because when he was doing all this, I said, Dad's got to have a name. So he gave dad a name and dad's name was Papa Z. So this is Papa Z coming to you from Studio Z. So now the AFB about the father's business came from my dad. My dad was a pastor, an evangelist, a preacher uh, for 47 years. And he always, from the very beginning, me as a child, and I'm 60 years old. But as a child, I remember him using those three letters, A, F, B, and when I got old enough to know, find out what it was all about, I asked him, I said, Dad, what is A, F, B? And he said, A, F, B is about the Father's business. And I said, hmm, okay, is that in the Bible? He said, yes, and showed me a scripture that said that, that Jesus talked about being about the Father's business. And he told me as a child, he said, son, you always need to be about the Father's business. Whatever you do, you, it needs to be pleasing to the Father, and uh, that's kind of where that came from. So when I decided to do this podcast, I wanted to do it from Studio Z, and I wanted to make sure that I uh, I was doing it for the Father, about the Father's business, and that's where that came from. So now that you know, this is easy, uh, episode two of season one, and I entitled this uh, Close Encounter with the Death Angel, and that's for a reason. When I left you last episode episode one uh and again i'm putting one foot in front of the other here we're just getting off to a slow start but we're going to get there promise you and if you haven't listened to this podcast 
I hope you catch it at some point. Somebody hopefully will tell you about it and you'll be able to get on, subscribe to it, let your friends and neighbors know about it. And maybe they, we can, uh, all be in this together to make, uh, to make it known about the gospel, the love of Jesus and the cross of Calvary. And that's what I'm trying to do, honestly. Uh, when I left you last episode, we were in the back of the med unit going to the hospital. So before I get there, let me take this first quick break because I want you to know how to make contact with me again. Uh, and, and so you can email me if you don't uh, haven't, uh, if you've heard the first episode, uh, if you haven't, please go back and listen, but you can certainly make contact with me and I want to let you know how to do that. So if you'll give me just a second, I will be right back. Alan would love to tell your story. Have you experienced a moment with God that has changed your life? Your story could be the inspiration for others to lead them to the realization that God is truly with us and wants us to know Him personally and intimately as a daily experience. Connect with Alan in an email to alan at realstories.us. A-L-A-N at realstories.us. Here's Alan with more of today's Real Stories of the God Who Is With Us. Yes, I'm on that journey, uh, and I want you to be on this journey with me. Um, and it is, if you reach out to me, that's A-L-A-N at realstories.us. Alan at realstories.us. Please reach out. Let me know you're here, and we can move forward and be about the Father's business. Well, I left you in the back of the med unit. And before we go much further, I want to tell you, kind of give you the layout of this med unit because we were right in the middle of a medical emergency and they were taking me to the hospital. I want to do a shout out. I don't even, you know, uh, I guess it's okay to do a shout out on a podcast. They probably not out there listening to it, but at least that I can, I can let it be known publicly or, uh, over the podcast waves. Um, but there's a couple of paramedics I want to say their names. I want to say their names because I'll I just say their first name, but I want, if they ever listen to this, I want them to know from me to them that I'm a very appreciative of what they'd done for me on the back of that med unit. They were professionals in the middle of chaos. Uh, they were orderly and controlled and, and did exactly what they were supposed to do. And I recommend highly that they get raises. Uh, they, they get you know, more kudos and, uh, and praise about this because they've done an excellent job with me. And if they do this job, the same job they did with me, if they do it with everybody else, then they are an asset to the community community in which they serve. And that's what I want to say to them today on this podcast, Steve and Zach, thank you so much. You know who you are. God bless you. Uh, God bless your family. May you, he always let his face shine upon you, and and I hope you're all well. And uh, and going forward, I just want to tell you I appreciate it from the bottom and the depths of my heart uh, for being there and being in the right place at the right time that God orchestrated to keep me in this world, uh, and you were a vital part of that, the hands that worked for that. And I certainly appreciate that very, very, very much. I did. In fact, uh, 
in the back of this med unit have uh, uh, three paramedics in the back of this med unit, as well as my partner who works with me uh, at my job. He was my coworker. He got on the med unit with me, took my stuff, my phone and all that stuff off of me. And, but he also rode with me to the, to the hospital. So I want to say thanks to him. I thank him for being there. He knows who he is. And I thank you, um, for being with me on that med unit as well to my coworker. Um, and as we sped off in route to the hospital, I'm laying flat of my back on this gurney or the stretcher, they call it in the back of that ambulance. My feet is towards the doors, the big double doors that open in the back. Everybody knows what an ambulance looks like or a med unit looks like. And I'm laying flat on my back. I've got a paramedic on my right. I've got a paramedic kind of squatted. I mean, not squatted, but stretched over me from my feet up towards my head. And he's, He's leaning over me uh, from my feet, and he's actually putting IVs in my arms, left and right, and uh, that was Steve. And and then I had another paramedic that was to my left. Now, this paramedic was kind of down on one knee, and he wasn't really saying a whole lot to me, but I, kn- I know he had his hand on my left, sho- my left shoulder, yeah, because he was to my left, on my left shoulder. And... Um, as we begin going to the hospital, I felt that I was about to die. The pressure in my chest uh, felt like a truck was sitting on top of me, and my elbows began feeling as if there was so much pressure in my elbows, both of my elbows. I don't know why, but they felt like they were about to blow off. And I remember thinking, this is not good. I have never, I've been to a lot of situations, but I've never felt something exactly like this. And this is not good. Um, I noticed in the back of this menu, it was pretty much chaotic. It was uh, control chaos, but it was really chaotic. I mean, things were going on. The sirens were wailing. Uh, we were speeding to the hospital as fast as we could. They code three, they called it code three. And, and, and the, the back of this med unit, and we were, you know, we're going around a curve and we're going, you know, in and out of traffic, I'm sure very fast. And it, it just felt like it was very, um, chaotic. And I, there was a lot of conversations going on in the back of this med unit and I'm going kind of in and out of this situation. So there's, there's parts of this that are very, very, very clear, but there's also parts that I just don't remember exactly what happened. And that's the fact. Well, I do remember there was something happening in the back of that ambulance. That was a conversation between life and death between two of the paramedics. It was, and actually, I know one paramedic was involved, but not the other two. That's kind of weird. And this is where it kind of gets muddy. The paramedic that was to my left, that was kneeling down next to the, the gurney there uh, with his hand on my shoulder, seemed to have a conversation going on with someone else in the med unit, but I could not tell if it was one of the other paramedics. Now, that's where it's muddy. I, I I thought it was at first, and then it was kind of like, okay, I don't know if he's actually talking to somebody. He's just talking out in the air. I I really could not distinguish this at the moment. But I know it was about me. I know the conversation was whether or not 
I lived or I died. And that's what's really important. That's where I, I encountered the death angel in the back of this ambulance going to the hospital. I felt as if there was an entity there in that uh, ambulance ride to the hospital that was there to take me out of this world. I really felt as if I was at the door. The door had been opened, and it was now they were going to take me through, and I was going to leave this world and go into death, walk into death. And that's what it felt like. Now, I remember the conversation going on with this paramedic on my left kneeling down. Remember that because that's important to this story. It felt like he was talking to someone, but I could not see his face. I could only, I only just had a feeling. You know, you know that feeling when you're dreaming sometimes that there is someone there in your dream, but you really don't see their face or you don't really, you just know they're there. You don't really see them. You know, they're there. That's kind of the way this was. The conversation went on for seemed like some time. I mean, we were we're we're, we're speeding to the hospital. Blue, I mean, blue, sirens going. I mean, it's a wailing boy. I'm telling you, we're we're getting it to the hospital. We're we're not letting anything lay down. We're moving pretty fast. And I mean, the reason I know that is because I at times they, it felt like I was just going to fall off in the floor because I was they, they were just kind of holding me there. We were rocking and rolling. Basically, we were. And um, the conversation was whether or not I lived or died. And I, I know that was a distinct conversation feeling that I had while this was going on. I remember at some point the paramedic to my right, uh, Zach, looking at me and saying, I, I didn't know his name then, but I know it now. Uh, but this paramedic to my right, he said to me, uh, are you in a lot of pain? And I said, well, I said, I feel like there's this big, huge truck on my chest and my elbows are about to blow off. My elbows are hurting really bad. I mean, I I said that to him. He said, well, hang on. I'm going to give you some meds in just a minute. I'm going to give you something for that pain. We're almost to the hospital and let me get all this stuff sent through the hospital so they know what your vitals are and what's going on when we get there. I said, okay. He said, hold, hold on to stay with me. Stay with me. I remember that. I mean, and I was kind of in and out moving in and out of, uh, whatever I was in at, uh, foggy at some points and not so foggy at the next, um, the conversation I felt like was with the angel of death coming from this paramedic that was on my left. Now here's where it gets a little tricky. Almost after, just moments after that, um, I looked up. I felt like I was about to slide out of this world. And I looked up at this paramedic to my left that had his hand on my left shoulder. And I said to him, very clearly, I know this very clearly. You cannot talk this out of my mind because I know exactly this is what took place. Now, there's some things I don't know exactly how it went, but this one thing I do know went very clearly. And it's this, I said to him, I tried to look at him. I tried to move my head far to the left to look at him and I could not see his face. But I said to him, am I going to die? And very calmly and clearly, he said to me these words, he said, no, you're not going to die. I want you to lay back. I've got your back. 
That's what he said. Now, in my business and, and the things that I have done in my adult life, if someone tells me that they have my back, then I know I have confidence in that, uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much safe. And that um, if someone tells me they got my back, they got my back. If I'm looking forward and moving forward, they got everything behind me, and they're going to take care of that, and they're not going to let something surprise me. Well, that's kind of the way it was. And so I kind of laid back. Now, I didn't know. Uh, I knew my partner and my coworker was in the, the truck with me or the, or the med unit with me, but I didn't really remember having a conversation directly with him. I was told later that, uh, you know, when, when he and I was talking, I said, he asked me, he said, did you, do you, my coworker asked me, he said, did, did you remember what you said to me in the back of the, the med unit? And I said, no, I don't really recall exactly he said i i said i remember you being there and he said well you asked me if you were gonna die now i must have said those words loud enough that he could hear them but in my mind i was not looking at him i i was trying to look at this guy that was to my left this paramedic who had his hand on my shoulder i felt like he was the one that knew whether or not I was going to die because he was having this conversation with someone else that I thought and perceived to be an encounter with the angel of death, that this angel of death was staring me in the eyes and I was looking at him and this paramedic was basically, I felt having a conversation. Uh, I know it sounds weird, but I felt this paramedic was having a, a, a conversation with the death angel. And you may or may not believe this story, but this is exactly what took place. I mean, to the T, I knew that this paramedic to my left was talking to the death angel in the back of that med unit over me. A conversation between my life or death. And shortly after that, we arrived at the hospital. Now we hit the back of this. When we come, we, we come to a stop in the, in the back of this hospital those doors flew up, and I don't even remember how they got me off of that med unit, but I just know we were going through these double doors, and we were going very fast. I had a conversation with a, uh, with a, with a cardiologist that I found out later who she was. She was the cardiologist that actually was taking me to uh, the cath lab to uh, open up arteries in my heart at that moment. Um, I had a conversation with her. Um, but don't remember that very well, but uh, I had a conversation. And, and the next thing I know, we were I was waking up uh, in a room, waking up after all of this had went down. Now, everything from the time we got to the hospital to the time I was actually in a room um, kind of uh, recovering or regrouping, I guess you'd say, uh, those those things are really foggy. I have some uh, some idea of what things took place, and and I knew I was conscious at some of those areas, but I don't re- recall everything that took place. It was pretty foggy. But then I was in a room, and I'm going to talk to you about the diagnosis. What was going on with me at this moment in time? That's what we're going to talk about. But before we do that, I want to take another break, and I will be right back. As you're listening to today's podcast and you're wanting to know more about the real God who really loves you, 
There's a way to discover Him and how to have that personal and intimate relationship with Him. Email Alan for resources and encouragement as you begin your journey to new life. Alan at realstories.us Or you may already be on that journey, but would like to know more about sharing your story with others. Again, the address is alan at realstories.us. Here again is the real Alan Dial with more of today's Real Stories of the God Who Is With Us. All right, welcome back to Real Stories of the God Who Is With Us. Well, listen, I, I want to tell you the diagnosis of what happened to me. This is, this is what was going on, and... Uh, Thankfully, I got to the hospital uh, in, in a really good, fast time. I was, ha- I was having a major heart attack. I was a dead man walking, didn't know it. I had 100% blockage in what they call the Widowmaker, actually the LAD, um, main vein in my heart that takes the blood from your heart to the rest of your body. And uh, I had 100% blockage in there. I had a blockage above it and a blockage below it as well. I had a total of four blockages. And if you have more than four blockages or some extenuating circumstances, they have to uh, open your chest up and you have open heart surgery. So I was just under uh, that. uh, And hopefully they were going to be able to fix my situation by putting stents into my heart. Stents are to open up those arteries that will let um, blockages go through and not, uh, and, 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 and restore the blood flow to your heart. Now they call it the Widowmaker for a reason. And the reason they call it the Widowmaker because most people who have a hundred percent blockage in this particular artery in your heart, you don't survive. The survival rate is very, um, very, very low if you have 100% blockage, and I did. Um, so the cardiologist that dealt with me in the emergency situation at the hospital told me after this was all over with, and she came to see me in my room, she told me that um, – it was kind of uh, my veins, I believe her word was gnarly veins. So I had some situations that was difficult, and they had given me a lot of uh, medication to and to saturate uh, my system and open up uh, blood flow as much as possible. And so they could only do the, the stent work for a certain amount of time. So they did not get but two of the stents into my heart and open up that 100% blockage in my heart. And I was going to go back a couple of days later and do two more into my heart uh, so that they could restore uh, those clogged veins or or arteries. So, um, but when she was talking to me, she said, I want you to go to your work and or wherever you are at. And I want you to give whoever called 911 a big hug for because they were instrumental in saving your life. She said that she read my EKG while she was standing in the hospital coming from or in the emergency room coming from the med unit while I was en route to the hospital. And from the time they 
she read the EKG and then had me on the table actually doing, opening up that main artery was about 37 minutes. So it was very, very, very quick. Uh, was that was instrumental in saving my life. Now that's from the medical field, medical side of it. But I believe that God had this thing all orchestrated all along. He left me here for a reason. And it may be the simple reason to tell you this story. I don't know, but it, I do know that I should have died and did not die. Now, we entitled this Close Encounter with the Death Angel, but on the very flip side of this, uh, I want to tell you that I also encountered the Angel of Light as well. When I got out of the hospital uh, about uh, nine days later after this heart attack, uh, I, I went, um, uh, well, let me just say, not exactly when I got out of the hospital, but later after I got out of the hospital, I went and tried to find the paramedics that were on the back of the med unit with me because I wanted to thank them for saving my life and for driving me to the hospital really quickly and doing all the stuff they did that was instrumental in recovery. So I went down to the first med unit. They actually were at two different stations and, um, uh, you, you know, they kind of swap around or whatever, where they work. And so, I went to the first fire station and found the first uh, med unit uh, paramedic, and uh, and it was Steve. And I was talking to Steve, and I, I hugged his neck and I thanked him for being there. And you know, he's. I said, "You were the one." I said, "Yeah, I, know, I remember you in the back of the med unit." And he said, "Yeah, I was the one putting the IVs in your arm." And I said, yeah, man, I, I thank you so much. We talked for a little bit, and, and then I asked him a question. I said, I know, I know Zach was on my right. I had, or I had met him as well, or I found out his name. I said, I believe he was in the meeting. He goes, yeah, he was there do, hooking up the leads and everything to you. And I said, well, who was this paramedic that was on the left of me in the back of that med unit that was – squatted down or, or, or kneeling on one knee that had his hand on my left shoulder. I said, who was that paramedic? And, uh, Steve said, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Alan. It's, there was not another paramedic in there. I said, wait a minute. Yes, there were, there were three of you guys. He goes, no, 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 there was two of us. And I said, two of you. He said, yeah, there was only two of us. Well, I was really, uh, really, 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 um, confused at this moment in time and i'm thought well, did i not see and hear and talk and do what i thought i did in the back of that med unit on the way to the hospital so i'm a little bit confused and then i go to the next station and i find zach and i asked zach the very same question i said zach who was the paramedic that was on my left that was kneeling down and he said alan there was not another paramedic on that particular ambulance he said we had steve put the ivies in your arms and got off and was driving uh the med unit and there was really uh me and your partner in the back and i said wait a minute can't be right he goes yeah that's it well the person that was driving me around to uh to find these particular paramedics that were in my encounter um, we got back in the vehicle that we were riding in and that person said to me, I said, man, I just don't understand it. I know there was three people in that med unit. And she said, there, 
there was. There were three people. There was, um, uh, it sounds like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I said, wait a minute. And it was at that moment of time that I felt that I had encountered not only the angel of death, but also the angel of light. I had a, I had an entity in that med unit that was riding with me that I spoke with, that I talked to, that had their hand on my left shoulder, that I could tangibly feel their touch. Yet I could not find this paramedic. As much as I was looking the death angel in the face, I felt, I also encountered the angel of light. Now, you could say it was an angel. You could say it was the Spirit of God. You could say whatever you want to say it. But I met it. I had an encounter with it. And this was the encounter. The only way I can describe this is, is like it was, it was tangible in an undescribable love. Oh, my goodness. I cannot even say how much that was. I, I, I wish you, you guys could look into my mind and my heart. I wish you could look at me right now in my face, and I wish you could uh, help me to be able to put in, in the English language what I felt, and I cannot do it. I have tried. I've told plenty of people about this, and I cannot do it. Uh, the only thing that I can say, it was kind of like warmth. It was like peace. It was like a warm blanket that was wrapped around you that was lined with either air or feathers or, uh, uh, or a really soft lining of some type that was just instantly warm around, completely around me, wrapped all the way around me. And I can't really put it in words what it was like, nor what I felt like at that moment, except undescribable love, undescribable love. It was so, uh, so much love that it was just touchable. You could touch it. You could, it felt like I could just reach out into the air. You know, you, you hear people talk about cut, cut the air with a knife. Well, I could feel the love in the air like you could cut it with a knife. At this point, I remember this was the person who was having a conversation with the angel of death. This angel of light was talking to the angel of death. And the whole time he had his hand on my left shoulder touching me as if he Looking back on it, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Looking back on it, he was holding me there. He was not going to let. He had my back, and he was not going to let me leave this world. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. I cannot tell you how amazing that love was. And it was the very reason, the very reason, people, I'm telling you right now, there's a very reason that I wanted to start this podcast. I wanted to tell this story of the my original. This was not my original title of this. I wanted to talk about the cross of Calvary and the love of Jesus. This is the encounter of the love. I'm going to talk about the cross of Calvary in the next episode of this podcast. But I'm telling you, 
without the love that I felt, I would not be here today. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And amazing does not touch it. It does not even tip the iceberg of what I felt. Uh, That's the truth. And I'm telling you straight up, guys, as much as I know how to describe this, I cannot describe it. That's just it. I cannot describe it. Well, I'm going to put a close on this today because I want to pick up when we leave. Uh, On next podcast, or when we come back, let me say not leave, but come back. When we come back on next, the next episode of Real Stories of the God is With Us, I'm going to tell you about what happened within a week and a half after coming home from nine days in the hospital with a major heart attack. I went back to the hospital. On the next episode of Real Stories, we're going to talk about the cross of Calvary. And until then, guys, I thank you for being here with me. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Please subscribe. Let me know what you feel about it. And until next time, this is your host, Alan Dial, thanking you for being here with me. Be about the Father's business. Inspiration and encouragement. There's more of that in Alan's next podcast. So be sure to subscribe so you won't miss it. We welcome your comments and questions, as well as your own story of your moment with God that has changed your life. Keep in touch with an email to alan at realstories.us, alan at realstories.us. And don't forget, the God who is with us is the God who loves us.